of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. I don't give a shit whether you did it or not. But I, but if you don't help me, I will put such a stranglehold on your gun money that your boys will be out on the streets throwing rocks. I will fucking destroy you. I will make it my mission in life. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Little Jack Ryan there. Yeah. Yeah. Patriot games. Yeah. Classic yeah. stuff. How are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. Watched, uh, just watched that last episode. That was brutal. <laughs> the last dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you were watching, yeah. Yeah. That's did you watch it yet? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it Sunday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, here comes... My big news: we're we're how we're dog sitting for Nancy's sister. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so we've got her golden retriever Oliver here. He's a he's a handful. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Luckily, I'm. I mean, it's one of the situations where, like, luckily, like, I'm working from home. Yeah. So that, like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I take him out on a regular basis. Like yesterday, I took him out, like, you know, my at my four o'clock break, and then get at six for lunch you know i mean you know so it's like one of those things where it's like it's a good thing i'm home you know right that, that you know but i mean he's used to being home alone for long stretches because uh-huh. i mean nancy's sister were you know both nancy's sister and her husband work uh-huh. so you know like he's used to being home for long stretches but like like today like, like he spent all day yesterday with me up in the office mm-hmm. you know just kind of hoovering around me just kind of laying around like you know like like look up and be like fuck dude this is what you do all day <laughs> like really come on man i'm a dog play with me yeah you know and today you know today was you know mow the lawn day so you know i'm like i'm getting up and i'm i'm cranky and i'm taking him out and of course he has to drop a big deuce <laughs> nice <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I gotta clean that up before I mow the lawn. I'm out there gagging, I'm like, oh, oh, you know, because like dog, dog, like dog, clean up dog shit is like different from cleaning cat litter. Like cat litter, you never actually like come anywhere near it. Like you, you know, you, you you got a little little thing that you you scoop it out with, you dump it into a bag, and that's it. Like you know, there, there's no like real contact with a dog turd. Like you got, you know, I got my hand and like turned the bag inside out, and you like you're like, you, you know, can feel oh, the it's still warm. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, this is awful. You know, I'm just like, you know, I got a weak weak stomach when it comes to shit like that. So I'm like, you know, I'm out there like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for somebody to show up. Like, do you have the Rona? Is that why you're no? I'm cleaning up dog shit. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know. Oh. Yeah. But like, but still, like, so like today, like, you know, I'm so fat and out of shape, like, you know, doing my yard takes it out of me. Yeah. And then I like, I come, I get in, you know, I kind of relax for a little bit, kind of try to stop sweating. Then I got to take a shower, get dressed, and I'm taking off to go to, uh, you know, go shop. I go down to Dollar General, uh-huh. you know, come back. And, you know, by the time I'm done with all that shit, I'm like, you know, like, whew been a day i'm done <laughs> you know and he's like looking at me like what do you mean we're done you know yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, you are the most boring person in the world i'm a dog people love playing with dogs i'm like yeah just lay there i'll pet you 
Yeah. I'm going to lay here on the couch and catch up on some shit on my DVR. Yeah. You know. But getting back to what's more important, you know, uh, The Last Dance. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was some good shit. <laughs> I know. The, Just the, really good. The way episode seven ended. Yeah. Like, when them, like, like grilling him about, like, how you treated other players. And him, like, almost in tears defending himself, saying, that's what you got to fucking do to win a championship. And if you're not on board, like, go fuck yourself. And yeah. Like, Break. <laughs> like, like, he's like, he didn't want to see, like, but, like, that's how he felt. Like, like, yeah, people thought I was a dick, but you know what? I won six championships with you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, other guys were, like, you know, looking back at it, like, he did what he did for the good of the team. I get it now, but back then I'm, like, dude, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it, but th- that was cool. Like, like, the whole thing was good. I I enjoyed the shit out of it. Like, him talking about going away and playing baseball and that whole thing with, with fucking uh, Gary Payton. Oh, yeah. That – that has created like because when they showed that to him like Gary Payton talking about like yeah in, in game four and five like I really wore on him I, I think like uh, you know my defense was a a big big deal in that and like Jordan's just like laughing laughing I didn't have a problem with the glove like they turned that into a, a like Jordan's like the meme master and they turned that into a meme and the best one I've seen is it's him like they hand him the the thing but it's LeBron. And it's LeBron talking about winning against um, Golden State for Cleveland. Yeah. And he's like, you know, when we were, he's like, we were down 3-0, and we did what <laughs> nobody else ever did. And against that team that year, that was considered one of the greatest ever assembled. I knew right then and now, like, the first time I cried was for Cleveland. The second time I cried, because I knew I was the greatest of all time. And it's like, like, like that meme, like, like, and Jordan's like watching, like, and his eyes light up, and he just starts laughing. And, you know, it's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew I was the greatest of all time. Like, sit down, son. You're three at best. I know. I know. That's the thing. It's, uh, man, was it good. And he just shrugged yeah. that off, and it kind of, but it was cool because the story let you in deeper into his mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what it usually does, which is kind of cool, you know? In all of their minds, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, like, he was ruthless on his workouts, man. Because when oh, they were yeah. showing him going out for Space Jam, they, you know, Disney built him, or Warner Brothers built him a gym. Yeah. In, in a sense. So yeah, he was I mean, working. I mean, so he's he's working. He's going, he's going there. He's working, what, 9, 10, 12 hours or whatever, playing three-hour pickup and then hitting weights. Yeah. And then waking back up at 7 a.m. again. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about dedicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, like, I mean, they, they, that's the thing they talked about. Like, they were talking to his trainer. And his, listen to his trainer talk is interesting. Because he's like, you know, we completely reshaped his body for baseball. Right. You know, and so for him to make the comeback in the year that he had, like, the, those few games that he played and it, going into the playoffs, the, the, the games that he had are so impressive because he was nowhere near being in basketball shape. Right. You know, for so for him to like, you know, like when they lost to Orlando, he's like, well, you know, when am I, you know, when do you want to get back together? He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like Mike, Michael knew, like I've got work I've got to do right now. 
Like <laughs> right. it needs it needs to start tomorrow morning, seven a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and we were gonna get my my ass back in basketball shape, and I mean, I mean, it just I mean that that like you talk people talk about like oh I want to be great I want to be you know I want to be the best this like shows you like what it takes like right, the, right. The, the level of dedication like I can say like I want to be the best at, at podcasting I don't have anywhere near that level of dedication that Michael Jordan has nah. like nowhere near it to like you know be the greatest <laughs> podcaster ever you know right. his drive is unbelievable yeah like I I, I mean. I loved playing football. Like, and I think if I would have gone to college, I probably would have done okay. But like, I never, I would have never, like, had that kind of driver mentality, right? At all, like, <laughs> at, at, at all, like, you know. And that, that's what separates being very good or or being okay from being great. Right, right. You know. And what's like interesting is like, hearing other people talk about it, and like. I listen to Pat McAfee a lot, and he, you know, he played with um, uh, Peyton Manning on the Colts, mm-hmm. and he he talked about like you know watching this documentary about Jordan, you're see he can see those same traits that came out in Peyton Manning, like not the same way, like like Peyton Manning wasn't a complete dickhead like Jordan was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but he would call you out on shit, right? You know, like he he would if Peyton said we're starting this period over, the period started over. Yeah. You know, nobody else could do that but Peyton, you know, and like he talked about like one time, like he, I think it was a T.Y. Hilton went to catch a ball. He only put one hand out for it and Peyton threw him off the field in the middle of a game. Really? And the, co- and the coaches were like, you know, go back out there. He's like, Peyton threw me out. And I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> shit. And when Peyton came to the sidelines at the end of the drive, he went over to T.Y. Hilton and said, you ever only try to one hand a ball like that again. You'll never catch another pass from me. Wow. You know, so like it's not Jordan asking like how he like what a dick he was, but you can still see like that same like what separates good from great. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I can see Jordan being a dick, but I can also see Jordan having that drive to win championships. Yeah. You know, the competitiveness in him makes him like that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not like he. I mean, I don't think he was a dick all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I I think he might have might have been. Like, I mean, people like I mean, you know, you lived in fear of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like you did not want to upset Michael. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, and so like like that forced you like to make sure you didn't upset the goat. You know, that's forcing you to like, okay, well, I I need to uh, make sure my P's and Q's are in order so that I don't piss this guy off. Right. Well, I thought it was a good. Uh, there was a good scene where he said that George Carl passed him in the oh yeah freaking restaurant and like didn't acknowledge Jordan at all. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah he's playing golf with them. You yeah. know, same circles with coaches. Yeah, like, you know, they were on the Olympic team together. Like George Carl was an assistant on the Olympic team that year. Yeah. And you he, know, so he's he, like, really? Is that how you want to play it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's all he needed. Yeah. He just needs that one spark, and it's you're done. Like the self motivation factor that he sometimes has to create for himself was amazing. Right, right. You know, like 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 that. Like anybody else would be like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever, George Carl. You know, I get it. Not Michael. Michael's like, you, no, you will fucking acknowledge me. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> this is Chicago. This is my town. You yeah, but if you broke bread with me in the yeah. past and you shrugged me off now, yeah, I could see where he would be pissed. Be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, that, whole, he, that whole thing with fucking he, the magic. Yeah, and fucking. I mean, first off, like the whole thing with B.J. Armstrong hitting that game winner against them that one year, and he's like, you know, okay, fuck you, you know. And then the the, the Horace Grant, that whole situation with Horace Grant, like he was so pissed that Horace Grant won that series, his comeback year. He's like, it ain't gonna happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they swept them. Yeah. Yeah, I watched most of this. I watched most of those series. I mean, I watched so many Chicago games, it was ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, I remember just being glued to those series. I know. You know, because cause you never know, like, you, you never knew, like, even my dad would watch some of those games. And my dad hates basketball, but he understood the greatness of Michael Jordan. Right. Like, I remember him talking about, like, you know, watching – the, the, in game one against the Lakers in that first title run. And he's like, yeah, yeah Jordan went up. He's like, he talks about it. Like, like, Jordan went up for that, that dunk, and he just switched hands midway through just to ch- say, yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like a, for a guy who's, like, a, a complete non-basketball fan, to, like, pay attention to what Michael Jordan does. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this guy's one of the greatest of all time. Right. You know. You're witnessing greatness. Yeah. And so that's why you tuned in, because you knew how good he was. Right. Like, you wanted to see what that next big moment from from, from Michael Jordan was going to be. Right, right, right. You know, you didn't want to see it on Sports Center. You wanted to watch it live. You know? <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but we were lucky. You know, we had so many Chicago games. Yeah. I mean, with WGN. Yeah, but I mean that was the early years. But then like later on, like I mean, you just on was on NBC and TNT, and I mean, I mean sure, yeah, I mean, every every fucking ever. game was national. But the early years were great. Oh yeah, oh, you know, the the early years before you started winning titles when he was on WGN, it was like, yeah, you, know, you knew you were watching something. But it, it it was like watching earlier Mario Lemieux. Exactly. You and know, like, and I think to a lot of people who watched Chicago back then, it kind of was because Chicago was kind of like our basketball team for a lot of people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we yeah. could, we didn't see a lot of basketball. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. Did you pause? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Are we still paused? Or are we on? No, we're on now. Oh, okay. Nancy, needed, he's got one of those zapper callers. All right. We only use the vibration. But Nancy's got people, you know, her, her friends came over. And, of course, he's... A1 nutcase. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. So. What else have you been doing? Just working. Yeah. Yeah. I planted most of my garden today. Out back. Did you? <clears throat> yeah. Tomatoes. All that kind of crap. Peppers. Um, and Ellie planted some flowers. Yeah. Went shopping. That was crazy. Yeah. A lot it, of people. It's very interesting to see what's like. Like, I, I mean, I was only down. I only went down to uh, Oak Park. No, I didn't even go to Oak Park. I went to Rainbow Village. Yeah. But, um, like, like, Twin Oaks has, like, all sorts of outdoor seating. 
Like, oh, really? Go, going down the sidewalk and shit. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a, like, like they went out and they bought like tables and chairs for outside. Um, so they're kind of lucky it's a nice, it's a nice weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like weird to like, see like, like some things that were open and some things that aren't like yeah. Dylan Wall's hobby shop was open, you know, which I mean, okay. I, I'd say that, you know, you're able to, we're, we're, we're now in the yellow phase. You can open up and shit, but, um. Like, I don't know if Game Again is going to open up again. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they're still closed, and they're still empty. Like, it look it looks like... Now, I haven't walked up and looked through the windows, but just what I can see from, like, driving past, like, their shelves are empty. Like, they moved everything out of there. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, like, I don't know if that place is going to open up again or not. And they've been there forever. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll be really bummed out if they don't open back up. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I go there every week or something, but like I, I shop there enough, like you know, especially like if I need a, a controller for an, you know my PlayStation Three or you know something like that. That's where I go normally. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, that that's been surprising. You know, like like a bead place in there, like they're like had a big everything thirty five percent off. I'm like, yeah, you need customers bad, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You know. So it was interesting. It was interesting to see, you know, like people out and about a bit more. Oh, they were out and about. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah. Where, where did you go? Like, what did you go? Like, go to Lowe's or Home Depot or something? I went to Sam's. Sam's, okay. And that was packed. Um, Giant Eagle. Yeah. And that one actually wasn't too bad. Aldi's was the place that there was hardly anybody in. Yeah. There wasn't hardly anybody in there, which is good. Yeah. But I was surprised on the amount of people out. You know what I mean? I don't know where yeah. they were going, but they were out. <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things where, like, I think there's a group of people who spent the the red phase still going out. Like, yeah. They were going to Target. They were going to Walmart. They were going to Giant Eagle. They were just going out to go out. Like, uh-huh. like, they're just those people. Like, you know, yeah, I need Legos. You know, I need something for my kids to do because they're driving me insane. Like, it was like those people. And I think there were some people like, like you and I, who like we were only going out when we absolutely positively had to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was going out. I'm going out once a week. I was out of my house no more than an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't playing around. I was playing by the rules as much as I can. Um, but I think today, like yesterday, today was the day where people were just like, it's yellow. Let's go out. You know, like, like, you know, like the so people like you and I who were like, like we've been abiding by the rules are like, okay, I've got the all clear. You know? Right. Yeah. But it's, now it's like, I got to deal with everybody else. Now. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that kind of gets nerve wracking. And with especially with like a lot of other stuff opening up now, like 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 furniture stores, garden centers, you know, yeah. shit like that. Like that's I, I think you know stuff that like people have been waiting to have open up to you know get ready for the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The thing that surprised me though is like I mean I, like I'm scrolling through Facebook and it's like people are out on the river today. 
Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, like you're just like going for it, aren't you? <laughs> you know. No, it's kind of solitary. It is. It's, it's kind of solitary, but I'm like, you know, they were in the lawn. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that I'm sure it's just dripping with Corona. <laughs> the dirty lawn. Dirty lawn. <laughs> that's where that's where it originated from. Yeah. They sent samples to China. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. We sent gallons of Mon water to China. <laughs> I always love like when you, you like see. Corona like, started from a mill rat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always love when you see pictures like like aerial views of like the the point and like you like the it's like the Mon is like this greasy brown. And then, like, the, the Allegheny's, like, this, like, greenish-blue. And when they come together, they just, they don't mix. It's, like, for miles and miles and miles, it's just, like, the, the Ohio River is half greenish-blue, half nasty brown <laughs> like for miles on end. Right. Like, that water just can't mix together for some reason. <laughs> it's like oil and water. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, it's, like, I have no doubt, like, that Mon water is, like, just, like, it's like 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 grease, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and the yeah. Allegheny water is like this pristine, like virgin esque water. It's like, oh my goodness, what are you? <laughs> right. No, stay away from me. Don't touch me. You've got cooties. Yeah, one is dirty. Oh yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty water. Dirty, dirty water. <laughs> oh. Filled with dead animals. Yeah, tired. <laughs> Those dead animals probably get on the drink and they probably just die. <laughs> just fall right over. <laughs> oh man. So what else? What else is going on? What else? What else is happening? I something interesting. I, I've been like you said. I've been catching up on shit on my DVR, and um, one of the things I, I was catching up on today. In fact, was uh, Batwoman. No, Batwoman. Batwoman. Yeah, it's a CW show. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna tell you it's a great show. It's okay. It keeps my interest enough. But um, one of the storylines that they've been playing with a little bit is <clears throat> she she killed a guy in cold blood. Okay. Cassandra Kane. And um, it's eating at her like that. She killed this person, affecting her. You know, she's okay. having, like, a bit of, like, for lack of a better term, like, PTSD from killing this guy. All right. And, um, you know, so she's talking to this guy, this uh, Luke Fox, who's Lucius Fox's son. Mm. And he's, like, he's, like, she finally reveals this to him. And he, and he tells us something. This is what I thought was the most interesting aspect of this. Like, this is, like, a great, like, it was a throwaway piece, but it was, like, a great throwaway piece. Because, mm. like, this entire time, Bruce Wayne is missing. Okay. Nobody knows where Bruce Wayne is. And um, he goes, so she tells him, like, like she's like, I, I killed a guy. I can't trust myself to put on the suit. I And and I've let Bruce's legacy down as Batman because Batman didn't kill. <clears throat> and he goes, do you know why we haven't heard from the Joker in over five years? It's not because he's in Arkham S- Asylum. <laughs> it's because Bruce crossed the line. Yeah. And it's like this great line of like, oh shit, he killed the Joker. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like in this in this timeline, in this in, he he killed the Joker. And it's like, oh shit, that's that's neat. That's a neat twist of shit. Because yeah. I've been wondering when they're gonna do something Joker esque. Right. You know, like I've been waiting. You know, I figure like maybe the, like, you're not gonna pull it out in season one, but when are you gonna start like making mention of it and shit like that? Like you know, and it was like, yeah, you know, why haven't you heard from? Because he's fucking dead. I'm like, yeah. oh, snap. <laughs> right. That's impressive. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that was like I thought I, like watching that show. I'm like, okay, that that's a pretty neat neat little bit of storytelling that I was not expecting. Right. And like what's funny is and maybe I don't know because I like I don't keep up on like the social media with that show or or anything like that. But I I I, I was surprised I didn't hear more about like so Batman killed the Joker. What do you think? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because fanboys will be like, it never killed the Joker. Blah 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 blah. I'm like nah nah, I can see it eventually happen. <laughs> yeah. There's a history there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you ask Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison will tell you he already did. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and The Killing Joke. Okay. Because like, at the end of the... Because the whole point of The Killing Joke was like, you know, the Joker trying to show that his madness isn't something that's unique to him. All it takes is somebody having one bad day to push them over the edge. Right. And... um. But at the end of it, you know, Batman beats him and the police are coming... And um, the Joker tells him a joke, and he starts laughing. Batman starts laughing, and the Joker's laughing, and then it kind of like goes away. And like Grant Morrison's like, in that moment, Batman snapped his neck. Nice. And it's like, what? And I've reread it a couple of times. I get where Morrison's coming from. Like it makes sense that that's what he would do at that. Like at that point, like. Oh shit! Like, after everything you've been through with this character, this is the moment where you decide, okay, yeah, I gotta put you down now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a really interesting, like, like I, I listened to that interview with Grant Morrison. I was like, wow, okay, I gotta reread this. And when I reread, it, I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah. <sighs> Can't stop yawning. Yeah. Played some more Halo. <laughs> did, did you? Yeah. It's not bad. It kind of gr- drives me a little crazy because it's like I like I like video games, but I don't like running around in circles for an hour trying to figure something out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so much wasted time is just. How do we get into this spot? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. There's no. You know, it just says investigate. And you're, yeah. you end up running around for so much wasted time. It just, it's kind of drives me crazy. Yeah. I hate, I just, I can't stand it. So we did that a little, I mean, I like it. Some parts I like, but we did that. Brie and I played, Nana played last night for a little while, but I don't know. I just, I don't like running around for 45 minutes. Yeah. Doing nothing. That. Yeah. I mean, you're not fighting anything. You just have to find out where you're going. Man, crazy. Yeah. But anyway. So, I, I guess we should jump jump on the the big story of the week. The one that yeah. captured, I'm sure, your imagination as much as it did mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that is the announcement that um, their CBS All Access will be doing Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is basically the Pike show we've all wanted. I know. How giddy were you when you saw this? Pretty ecstatic. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, I know people were churning for it. Like, when are we going to get a Pike show, you know? But... Well, I, I, think, I, uh, I think there may have been some contract negotiations that had to take place. I see. That's my guess. Right. Like I, I think it's a matter of they did like like CBS and and Paramount listened to the fans saying like we want to see more of these characters because because right. you're right like Pike and 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 that version of Spock people loved. Right. And I I mean you throw on top of it it's, you know it's the Enterprise. You know, and um, I think like so. I think it was a matter of like they had only signed those actors, including Rebecca Romaine Stamos or Re- Rebecca Romaine, excuse me, she's no longer a Stamos. No longer a uh, Stamos. No longer a Stamos. But the Re- Rebecca Romaine, I think those three actors had only signed contracts for one year. Right. For one, you know, for one season of Discovery. So I think there was some negotiations that had to take place, and. Um, I want to bet one, if not all of them, maybe tried to hold up for a little bit more money because of how popular the characters are. Right, right, right. You know, but I'm glad they worked it out. Like, I, I'm not saying this is something as, as known fact. I'm just saying, based upon the timing, how long it took to like announce something like this, I'm willing to bet that's what had to take place. Yeah. You know, and um. But I, I'm I'm happy that I mean they got all three of those actors back. Yeah. Um, particularly Anson Mount. I mean I liked Ethan Peck as Spock. Rebecca Romaine was was good as number one. I hope she gets more of a name than just number one. Right. <laughs> you know. But um. But Anson Mount is a fucking man. And like he's I, a beast in that role. He is. <laughs> like he's a guy. Like I need to go back and I like to watch other things that he's in. Right. I liked him so much in that role. I need to look at his filmography and find other things that he's done. Yeah, yeah. Because I enjoyed him that much in that role. I liked him in Inhumans too. As bad as that fucking show was, he was the standout in that show. Right. And he didn't say a fucking word. Yeah. You know, but still, like it was like it was like he was a standout in that show. And when I heard he was going to play Pike, I was ecstatic then. I like, oh man, yeah. he's gonna be great in this role. Let's see how long the role is there for, you know. But right. then at the end of it, like it's like, you know, fuck, I, I hope they do this show. And uh, here's a question that Stork posed. Our good friend Stork uh-huh. from the Masada Geek Podcast. He posted, he posed this. And I didn't answer. Because I wanted to talk about it on our show, so I'm stealing this from 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 him. Do you want this to be an episodic show where? There's no linear storytelling, or do you want the overarching storyline of, like, you know, it's all one big, long story, like we've seen with Discovery and Picard and, and so many, like, modern storytelling we've seen now with most shows. I think both would work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what I want... I, I don't see how you can't have the arc there anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're not just going to go back to business as usual. I mean, they will, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, something very dramatic just happened, you know? 
Right. Yeah. I I think it's a and hard. It doesn't go away. Right. I, I think it's one of the it's one of those things. Like if there's something that, that we hate, and it it goes back to like the '90s, it's like the monster of the week. Right. You know what I mean? Like there were so many shows that were known for that. It's like you know it's the monster of the week or the planet of the week or you know what whatever it fucking is. Is is there was always that kind of. It's episodic. You don't have to watch every single episode to know what the fuck's going on. Just that, you know, here's the monster of the week, and we'll move on the next. You know. See, I see X Files started out like that, and I liked that. Right. With the X Files, I thought it became too. I think when I think it became too much when it all started. You had to have this overarching storyline and blah blah blah. It just kind of took away from. I thought it kind of took away from the X Files. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the whole scenario with the X Files was that's kind of what they did. It was case after case after case. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were investigating, and then when it kind of like all blended toward the end, there it was just kind of like way too much. Right. I get that. Like it's it's. (laughs) I'm leaning back, man. Oh, okay. It, it looks like you're. It looks like you're in. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I, I thought you were gonna mount that fucker. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> um, wait till that. Looks like you're on like NBC uh, nightly news. Yeah. With the fucking <laughs> maps behind you. Yeah. Well, I'm up in the I'm up in the office, and uh, yeah, so I'm like. <laughs> It could be worse. I could be over in front of Dawn. <clears throat> What's that? I could be over in front of Dawn. That Dawn Johnson poster she's got in here. Oh, yeah. yeah it could be worse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I get him looking over my shoulder every fucking day I work. Well, by the end of the show, you need to give me the weather. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go full Al Roker. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Partly cloudy skies here in Allegheny County. <laughs> right. And in China. <laughs> yeah. Or Australia. Yeah. It's like a world map. Yeah. Well, she's got a two. She's got two here. Like, she's a world map. And then up above, you got a map of the U.S. Oh, okay. I thought I was just like, hey, it's her office. I'm not going to try to decorate it. I'm not downgrading. No, it's just it's like it's like you're right. It's like a weird thing. Like of all the shit she could hang in here, like that's what she went with. And I was like, okay, wow, that's impressive. Like you know, I, mean, I was expecting much more man meat. <laughs> right. You know, shirtless Jared Leto. <laughs> Looking for the push pins to track the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Indy traveled from Australia to Peru. Connected with yarn. Yeah. X marks the spot, Davy Jones. The weather at Skull Island. Yeah, right. We don't know. So anyway, getting getting back to Star Trek. Yeah, um, Star Trek. Yeah. 
before we went off on that tangent. Um, I, 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 I agree. Parsh, like I, you can do episodic television, but I think like we, as the viewer, we don't like you, you don't read like that, or you don't like, like you're, you're looking for something more, more, more of a story from more of a storytelling standpoint, something more long-term. Okay. I guess. Um, but I think that's, that's the weird thing. Like, I agree with you. Like you can do something episodic, but still have like a, an overarching theme to the show. Right. Um, and I get like, cause that's what you want. Like you want Star Trek to be about the exploration and strange new worlds and shit like that. I, I, I get that. And I get Stork's point on that, even that he wants it to be more episodic. Right. But I just, I feel like we as the viewer have learned that we want something more from our storytelling. Sure. Instead of just like, but I, I think what's going to happen tail. is it's going to be episodic with an overall arc. Right. I mean, I just, I mean, that, I think that's the, that's kind of the uh, way they're doing them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, it's like, it's one of those things where like, you, you, I, I look back at, at stuff like the original Star Trek show uh, and, and even like next generation. Like next generation was episodic. Like you didn't get into more linear storytelling until you got to like Deep Space Nine. Yeah. You know, where with Deep Space Nine, like especially like the you know, when they got into like the Cardassian War or the um not the Cardassian War, the, the Dominion War and stuff like that was much more overarching storytelling where they, they were doing it the first couple of seasons more episodic. Right, right. But like people will tell you like that show didn't get better until they started doing the overarching storylines. Right. Um, and then with Star Trek Voyager, it was kind of a mix. It was yeah. episodic with the overarching storyline. Right. Uh, plus, you know, you just had the fact they were trying to get the fuck home. So, <laughs> so like, I'm not going to claim to be like, yeah, I didn't watch a ton of Voyager. And, but, like, you know, I remember a lot of Deep Space Nine, what they did, especially like that show really did pick up right. once it became more, this is the storyline we're telling. This is the story that we're telling with these characters instead of being episodic. Right. Um, I the adva- like the, the funny thing is like the advantage to that is going episodic is you can have a standout episode of a show like an episode right. where you say wow that episode by itself was phenomenal you didn't have to see anything else to understand it you just had to watch this episode and it was great television right right you know and you can do that with like next generation yeah a lot like you can do that with Doctor Who a lot. Like there are a lot of like standalone episodes that didn't have anything to do with an overarching story. Like you think of like, you know, Vincent and the Doctor. Like that, there was nothing involving any other storyline with that episode, just the right. story that they told. And you know, people will tell you that that's one of the greatest episodes of Doctor Who ever. So, I I, I do think that there is a way to blend the two. I think you're right, but um, it's going to take a very very gentle touch to, to do it right. Right. Yeah, that's, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So now I have two shows to watch. <laughs> two Star Trek shows to watch. Well, three. 
Oh yeah, three. Disco- Discovery. That's coming out oh. soon. Picard. That's Picard. And then I mean the problem with it with Strange New Worlds is you don't know when it's gonna even go into production at this point. I know we're ready for it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I was hoping it'd be like yo, coming this fall. I'm like fuck yeah, you know. But no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, they haven't even started production yet. I, I you know so it's like. You know, who knows when you're going to get that eventually, but... I would have never thought three or four years ago I'd be saying, I can't wait for next Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Well, I, I think it shows... Like, I hate to say this, because I know, like, the Star Trek fans out there are going to, like, you know, rip me a new asshole. But, like, I, I, I think it, it shows a... A definite growth in in Star Trek. Like I, I know there are fans who hate Discovery. I know there are fans who, you know, hate the JJ version of Star Trek out there. But like to me, it, it shows a definite change in the attitude of Star Trek. Right. You know, like so much of Star Trek, like even when you got into like the the movies with the Next Generation crew and stuff, was like so sciencey wyancy and shit like you were just like fuck you know that that fucking dish in the front is like it's like (laughs) it's like the fucking universal tool you can scoop anything with that thing you know yeah yeah use as a weapon you know so i mean it was like just like this weird thing of like unless you were a hardcore fan like the average person was like ah fuck a new star trek movie i don't care Right. You know, I mean, and like, I think it took JJ Abrams to kind of bring, like, and again, I hate to say this because I know Star Trek fans are like, how dare you? But like, it took JJ Abrams to bring fun back. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll, I'll tell you now, like, I, I don't think like the one with, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is a good movie. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got problems with it, but. It's fun. And then Star Trek Beyond was an amazing movie. Right. You know, that 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 took me like I had zero expectations for that fucker and it like blew my mind. <laughs> so like and then like with Discovery, like even Discovery, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then I watched it and I was like hooked. Yeah. Like episode one. I'm like, oh shit, I am all in. You know? <laughs> and I so think like, good. Yeah. So like, I I think it's it it's impressed me that they've kind of learned from their mistakes and found ways to in my opinion stay true to especially on the TV side to stay <laughs> true to what Star Trek is in a way yeah. but still give you fun and excitement and a feeling of danger yeah. that like you never got from Star Trek for the most part before. Right, 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 right. You know. I, I think what most I, from the first episode, what I was most impressed with was with the money that they invested in it. Oh yeah, like, graphically it was like, oh my god. Yeah. I, I felt like I was watching a movie every time I fucking watched the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and I found that the amount of money that they did throw in, like how much was in there, I was like, wow, this is a really invested show. As far as you know, now give it a shot on the acting. It looks good. Yeah, but let's see what let's see how it plays out, you know. And then I was hooked as soon as what's his name, uh, Jason Isaacs. As soon as I saw him, I was oh like, yeah, oh my god, 
This is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, like, I agree. And the minute, the minute he broke the cookie, I was like, he's badass, dude. Yeah. Come to my realm and have a fortune cookie. Yeah. You know, like, but I don't know. I thought it's just good. Yeah, so. I agree. Like, I, I, I think CBS and Paramount have done a fantastic job of, like, updating that franchise and bringing it, kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Yeah. As far as, like, storytelling and, and everything else that goes on with it. And, like, you know, I, I don't hold, like, I feel bad because it's, like, like, Star Trek Insurrection and then, I mean, the one with Tom Hardy even. Like, they were just bad movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. They were. You know, like, there's there's no redeeming value in either of those movies. I mean, when when you have to say like it's like, you know, a bad Tom Hardy movie, that's like saying something. You know, <laughs> right. what I mean? you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's one of those <laughs> things where like, yeah, the franchise had to go away for a while because I think they needed to kind of clean house and find the right people to get that on the right track. Right. You know, and now, I mean, in all honesty, it's the only reason I subscribe to CBS All Access. Oh, same. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there are other there are other shows. I say to myself, like, I really should try this. It's on there, and I'm subscribing to it. But it it's the Star Trek channel, right? Yeah, you that's know, all. It, it's my Star Trek subscription. Right, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. And it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think that's pausing, by the way. What's I think that? It just holds, pause. I think it just holds the call. Oh, really? I'm going to have to edit that. I'll have to right. look at it. So, so, let's just go ahead and jump into our top five. <laughs> You're a top five. I watched, I watched Jordan. I didn't do a top five. You didn't do a top five. But I will comment on your top five. Okay. Well, you'll find this interesting then. Um. My, my top five this week is my top five movies starring Harrison Ford that are not Star Wars, Indiana Jones, or Blade Runner. Okay. Because, I mean, let's face facts. They would be one, two, and three. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I decided to try make it a little bit more tricky and, and try to find five other Harrison Ford movies that I really, really like. And what, what you know, so what would my top five of those be? Okay. So I think number five is going to be the one that surprises you the most, and that's Sabrina. Okay. Like, that's actually a really good movie, and he's really good in it as Linus. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I I mean, I understand it's a remake, and, you know, it's a classic movie and all that, but he was really good in that movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's actually a really good remake of that movie, too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. It's it's yeah. a good film. Yeah. So like, I, it was like one of those things where I was like, I'm looking these over. I thought, man, I really like that movie more than I should, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. so that makes number five. All right. Uh, number four, Witness. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's a great movie. You know, yeah. going full Amish and everything. Right. Uh, and I mean, it's one of those movies that like I think today. Like, when we look at Harrison Ford's career, it kind of gets overlooked a bit. Okay. You know, because there's so many other movies. And, like, you know, some of the movies I'm going to name next, like, probably come to mind more often than Witness does. Because it's like, uh-huh. this, but it's like this, 
it's like this great it's like a small movie you know it, it's uh-huh. not it's not this fantastic action movie you know the world doesn't hinge on what his he does it, it's just this great little thriller taking place in amish country right you know and i, I think it kind of gets overlooked but it's a great movie um number three is patriot games patriot games yeah okay like, i like jack ryan movies right like, I, i'll even tell you like i i like the ben affleck uh patriot games or not patriot but jack ryan movie and i also like the one with um um chris chris pine okay like i didn't think they were bad movies like no, it bummed me out that, you know it bummed me out that those two actors didn't get to play the character more but right. um but i liked harrison ford as jack ryan and i liked her like like patriot games is, I, I, the two that he did i prefer patriot games but i will like tell you like clear and present danger is a great fucking movie too I just, no, I, pref- I just prefer Patriot games out of the two. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, because I think I think also because you know Sean Bean is so fucking good. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, we're, I'm talking about Harrison Ford. Like Harrison Ford plays that character really, really well. But I really like Sean Bean as the villain in that one, and like the the megaloma, like the just absolutely like suicidal maniac who's willing to do whatever it takes to avenge his brother's death. You know, like, fuck everything else. I need to kill Jack Ryan because he killed my brother. You right. Know? I love that. I mean, he played it to a T, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that one's, that's my personal favorite out of the Jack Ryan movies for him. Okay. Um, at number two, I have The Fugitive. Okay. I, you know, that's a great movie. He He's... As, as Dr. Kimball, I mean, it, it was one of those movies where, like, you thought to yourself, like, really, The Fugitive? Remember, like, you were like, the old TV show? Yeah. How's that gonna work? You yeah. know, it but, worked. I mean, it worked really well. And I, I, I mean, part of it is Tommy Lee Jones too. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, like, and that 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 cast that he that he had around him with the 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 marshal's office made it work. Right. You know what I mean? Like, to the point that they, they did a sequel with Tommy Lee Jones. Right, right. You know, not as good, but still, it's, you know, U.S. Marshals is a, a fun adventure movie. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but, like, The Fugitive, like, it just, it works so well, and he was so good in it, you know. And um, it's, like, one of those movies, like, whenever it comes on, I'm like, you know, okay, I just put the remote down. Yeah, just watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just watching this. Um. And my number one, I don't think this is going to surprise you, but I think it will surprise a lot of people regarding Henry. Yeah, number one on my book. Yeah. That is such a good fucking movie. <laughs> it's sick, right? It is. <laughs> and it's like so amazing to see like, like how awful of a human being that character was before the accident. Right. And learning what a horrible human being he was. Right. You know, like it, it was like so interesting to see. Like it's it's a very good movie, and it like it's so well done, and he's so good in it. You know, yeah. playing this character, and then like like this character who like 
he ends up trying to redeem himself because of what an awful, despicable person he was before everything happened to him. Right. You know, so it's like. And some good acting to go along with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, great. it's the furthest thing from an action movie. It's the furthest thing you expect, like, from Indiana Jones or you know, Han Solo or anything else, like, you know. But it's such a good movie. It's just, it's just a, it, and it's like allowing him to act, like, beyond what we normally see him do. Right. You know, right. like, we all have our image of, Harrison Ford, like how he acts in the movie, and this is so completely different from that, and it's so well done. Yeah, you know, there's no finger wag like he does, or any, you know, yeah, there's none of the Harrison Fordisms that you expect. You know, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a good movie, and I, I remember like the thing I, 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 the thing that also makes it number one too is like it was one of those movies, one of those rare movies that Pap Coon made me watch. Okay. Like, he was like, I know you like this guy as an actor, and I know this isn't your normal style of movie, but you really should watch this. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, what's this? And, like, as I watch, I'm like, okay, Pap, you, hit, you, you got one right here. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, Working Girl almost made the list, too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's not in it enough. Like, I was like, you know... That's for Sigourney Weaver and Melanie Griffith. Like, he's there, but he's not, like, the main, main character. Right. Yeah. So. That's a good list. Yeah. I'm sure that people are going, where's Air Force One? <laughs> How could you skip Mosquito Coast? Yeah, it was good, too. Yeah. That, um, that I mean, I thought about that one. I, I honestly did, because that's a great movie, too. And right. then again, it's like it's also like like that I put there with Witness because it was like so long ago and it's such a small movie. Yeah. That like it's almost forgotten in his resume. Like that Witness and Mosquito Coast are two of those movies that kind of like you know they didn't have the fanfare that many other movies did. That, right. You know they're kind of forgotten and people like forget like you know that he made those movies. But there are like movies like that like like Witness. And regarding Henry and and Mosquito Coast, where they're not action movies per se, that but they're it, it's a, it's you get to see what a good actor he really really is. Yeah, yeah. Which you didn't always get to do. Like you got to be Harrison, like you got to be Indiana Jones or Han Solo, which are kind of like the same character almost. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah. So that is that. Um, I, I did. I did want to mention. Um, 2016 has struck again, and it has taken from us um, Fred Willard. Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he was 80s. Like, he, he was in his 80s. What? I think he was in his 80s. Yeah. He was, he, I mean, you know, but he's like he's like one of those guys that was like a. Like a step above of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, he'd like show up on shows for like one episode and you're like, you're like, oh fuck, it's Fred Willard. This will be funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like, he, like the thing that you best knew him for was he was part of that that troupe that did like a Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Yeah. You know, um, I he was in This Is Sp Spinal Tap. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he was like he, he was part of like he was like a great improv guy, and like and like especially like a Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Those were all improv movies, right? You know, so it's like one of those things where like when you realize like further when you begin to realize just how good those fucking movies are, and then you realize like oh shit, this is all improv. <laughs> That's impressive, you know. <laughs> Best in Show is funny, dude. It is. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things i've ever seen <laughs> right you know he's great in it dude. yeah and so is what's her name uh, can't remember her name what's her name oh god you're gonna make me look look it up yeah um it's been so long since i watched that movie too i was like i i need to revisit that <laughs> Catherine o'hara yeah yeah can't believe I forgot her because she's in Shit's Creek. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like you know him, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. Um. Will Sasso's in that. Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, who will forever be known as Stifler's mom. <laughs> right. Jane Lynch was in those movies. Like, I mean, you just Ed Begley Jr. That shit's just so fucking funny. I <laughs> know. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he, I mean, he was like one of those guys that, like, like I said, like when he just he only showed up, you were just like, wow, that's that's a funny guy. <laughs> so. I don't know how, What's that? I don't know how true this is. But I just saw this on Facebook while you were away. Okay. But apparently a woman is arrested for dropping a deuce eight times in store parking lot. <laughs> um, this is from bold.com. Some people have dodgy digestive systems and have to run to the toilet with little notice. I get it. I've been there. However, never have I thought, you know what? I'll just open my car door and cop a squat right here in an empty store parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 50-year-old Ashland, Massachusetts residence Andrea Grocer did. However, not once, but at least eight times. Uh... Henry Canner, the owner of the Natick Outdoor Store, was disgusted to find piles of excrement in his parking lot while on a whopping eight occasions. He originally thought it might have been an animal, but surveillance cameras he installed <laughs> at shoplifters ended up catching something very different. Um... <clears throat> uh, When you gotta go, brother. Yeah. Grocer apparently waited until the, re the nearby shuttle buses and commuter train to leave before op opening her car door and trying to shield herself from view. Then she did her business in just a few seconds. She pulled up pants back up and drove away. Unfortunately, police officers saw the pile of poo left behind and went after her. Nice. Got her. Yeah. She blamed her behavior on IBS. 
Um, <laughs> like, okay, like, I mean, we've all had to go. Like, I mean, we, we all have that moment. Like, I get as a guy, like, you can say, like, the world is your toilet and pull over and take a whiz damn near anywhere. All right. You know, but dropping a deuce. Like, I have never, I have never reached a point that I can't at least get to a McDonald's. Right. (laughs) Or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get, you read, like you got, like, oh man, where, where can I pull over right now? Like, you know, I'm not gonna drop that deuce in a parking lot. I'm not, I'm not leaving evidence. (laughs) You know. And as we've learned earlier in this podcast, I am not going to doggy bag that shit. No. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine trying to handle my own, let alone, you know, the problem I had with the dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. that's too much. That is. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. All right. We only have one email today. The course, as always, is from our good friend, super fan Thad. Cool. Thad, right? He said, "Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to spit in each other's hands right before All that right. friendly handshake in the men's room." Yuck and yuck. <laughs> yeah. Sean, Ian is your Chewy to your Han, and Tim is my toilet to my paper. Okay. I'll let you two fight that out. (laughs) Ian, it's good to have you back. Welcome back. It's been a while since I could talk smack on you. Mm. Sean, now that you are doing Skype calls, you should have a guy from Scotland named Mongoose. Hell, I would Skype with you. I promise you not to show my pecker. Well, I mean, we we are going to investigate that and for the record, Mongoose is in Ireland, not Scotland. Correct. I'm sure he takes great offense to that. Our good friend Anthony. Um, yes, yeah, so I mean now that we're doing Skype calls, it is a possibility we could have uh, you know other fellows on to uh, partake in our hijinks. Sure. So it's definitely something to look into. Um. Nope. No. I've been watching the dark side of the ring. Damn, that shit is good. I refuse to watch the two episodes about Benoit. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get that. Here's my observation. Superfly Jimmy Snooker is a piece of shit. <laughs> the Fabulous Moolah is a piece of shit. At least New Jack did not hide his intentions. Loved watching John Stossel getting smacked around. The Vaughn Erics were a sad family. Bruiser Brody, Don Morocco, and uh, gorgeous Gino were all killed by the mob. Can't wait to watch the ones about the Road Warriors. For what? For the record, John Stossel was a guy. I, I'm sure you remember, like back in the '80s on 2020, he was like looking into like wrestling, how how fake it was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Bruiser Brody smacked him in the head. <laughs> like, how fake was that asshole? 
<laughs> um, okay, time to go. Platypus and I are going to play dress up as Macho Man Elizabeth. Macho Man is getting pegged. Nice. Well, I'm not sure if that's the kind of relationship Macho had with Macho Man had with Elizabeth, but uh, you enjoy that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Snap into a slim gym. <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. I forgot all about this. You know, in this era where sports are very slowly starting to make a comeback, uh-huh. you know, we, we have a, our first NASCAR race tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a few UFC fights already in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, of course, no crowds. Uh, the one league that you can count on for your late night entertainment on ESPN, the American Cornhole League. Nice. They're actually holding events still. Really? Yes, they made a. Like, they, I, I, I was shocked. Like I'm, you know, um, <laughs> the other night, earlier this week, I was watching. I was, I, I was playing Madden, and I, you know. I changed the um the input on the TV back to the regular TV, and uh, there's like fucking guys in surgical masks playing cornhole in an empty arena. Nice. I'm like, what in the hell? Like of of all the leagues, of all the like oddball things to like be like, yep, we're back, the American Cornhole League. And so let me let me. Saturday, May 9th, the Rock Hill Tournament will be televised live through the ACL's broadcast partner on ESPN at 12 p.m. Eastern and at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. The ACL will be running seven smaller ACL Pro-only events in place of the two national competitions that were canceled due to COVID-19. More details on the additional specified events will be made available as they are finalized. Like, first off, I've always found it amazing that there is an American Cornhole League. Okay. Like, of all, like, the things that are out there that, like, that are, like, recreational, I can do this with a beer in my hand activities. (laughs) Right. You know, the American Cornhole League, where the best of the best come together to show off their cornhole skills, which is the dirtiest fucking sentence you could utter, in my opinion. It is. Yes. But there they are, cornholing away. <laughs> like, it's like, like first off, like I'm, I'm shocked these guys aren't drinking beer while they're playing these games. Like, that should just be a requirement. You should just have a red cup. Yeah. You know, like like you're you're half a step away from playing beer pong anyway. Right, right, right. You know, so you're playing fucking cornhole. You know, this is like a backyard activity. This is a tailgating activity. No, you're doing it for fucking money. So congratulations <laughs> right. to you for figuring that shit out. Right, right. Like, because like if there's any sport I could feel I could get into right now, like if if I like like today if I was just like get a cornhole board in my backyard, I feel like I could go pro in six months. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, just out there every day for eight hours tossing bag. Yeah. You know? Next thing you know, I'm going pro. <laughs> you know, you know, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. All the, like, 
So first off, like it just amazes me that they have a fucking league to begin with. But like also like to the point where like you know we can't win any longer. We're going ahead. We have to entertain the public. The people need cornhole. <laughs> right. It's a must. It's a must, and, and like and it's like 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 one thirty in the morning, and it's like you know four motherfuckers throwing cornhole bags. And I'm like, what in the fuckity fuck? You know. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the one guy has to have on one of those fucking masks that, like, it like looks like a skeleton, like a skeleton, like a skull. You know, like, who the fuck are you intimidating with that shit? <laughs> right. What the or fuck? at all? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You're playing motherfucking cornhole. <laughs> yeah, they must think it. They must. They were serious about it. Oh, clearly, clearly. I mean. <laughs> And the fact that it's not like like one the, the other thing is okay so first off there's like an American Cornhole League, the second thing is it's on ESPN on a regular basis like, and I get like ESPN is desperate to show shit anyway but like it was on on a regular basis before the pandemic struck, right? You could find Cornhole on a regular basis on ESPN too, right? Like, right. How this isn't one of those things like when they do like that that uh, for one day ESPN two becomes the Ocho. You know, <laughs> how that's not part of that, I don't know. Right, right. You know, like, the shit that they show on that, like, it's like cornhole should be right there. Like, it should be like cornhole and lawn darts. <laughs> lawn darts. Yeah. Not jarts. Darts. No J. <laughs> There's no J in that. It's a D. Right, right. You know, I want to see some motherfuckers getting drunk and risking each other's lives. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you I mean, remember like, those lawn darts? Holy oh, man. I do. <laughs> I remember like, like being an asshole, like in a field, like by myself, just throwing it as high as I could in the air to see how deep I could get it to hit when, it, when it came down. Like how deep it would go into the ground when it came down. Right, right. right. Like, <laughs> like being that asshole, you know. And like Pap, like yelling at me, like you're gonna kill yourself with that. I'm done. You can't do that. And I'm like, you know, come on. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's only hitting three come feet on. in front of me. Yeah. You know. Lawn darts for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah. How how I'm not dead, I don't know. Right. Between that and the nineties. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Just between that and the nineties. You should be dead. I should be. I mean, the yeah. night I the night I drove home from a Donnie Iris concert at Nick's Fat City and don't remember how I got home. But apparently had enough time when I got home to make a pyramid out of all the shot glasses I stole from Nick's Fat City. All right. <laughs> you know, like Holy shit. Yeah, I need to rethink how I'm doing things. Are those the basement days? Yeah. But I didn't wake up at my house. I woke up at my buddy Kevin's house. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like I drove so basically I drove from the south side. Here was the trip. I drove from the south side to Coulter. Oh wow. Yeah. So like for those who don't know, it's like, you know, I went to the country. <laughs> like yeah. it was a drive. And how I and I, and I know I was driving his car 
because he was too drunk to drive, but somehow I wasn't, and it was yeah. a stick. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I drove a stick shit-faced <laughs> from the south side of Pittsburgh to Colder. Nice. Yeah, and then don't remember how I got home, but then again, I had time to take all the shot glasses and make a pyramid in the windowsill before I went to bed. Nice. Sounds like a night. Pleasant. Thank God I remember the concert. I remember the show. Yeah. I'd be kicking myself in the ass if I didn't at least remember that. All right. Oh. Oh, I was an asshole back then. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's wrap this show up. All right. All right. Uh, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. I, you can send us an email like Thad does every single fucking week. <laughs> and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And remember, we are a member of a number of different podcasting networks, or actually a couple, just two. Uh, we're a member of the uh, Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. So uh, just give them a Google search. And you'll find all the other great podcasts that they have to offer. And as always, we also want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for uh, doing that. We uh, we appreciate your support greatly. Yeah. Anything you like to add to this show there, Karen, sir? No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, then on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.